0: Does your brand or business want to reach thousands of mums in Australia or around the world
1: well the best way to let them know about what you have to offer is to jump into their ears right here with us on the podcast that's right we are an independent mum run podcast
0: and if you think your brand would enrich the lives of our dls or you just want your business shouted from the rooftop slide on into our inbox and let's talk about how you can partner with us to get your brand out there yes come and join the potty fam email partnerships at we don't have time for this.com to talk turkey <laughs> can we talk about we don't talk about bruno let's talk about we don't talk about bruno so no you're no. real this morning and i was like all right so my nephew's like obsessed with it yeah, Obsessed. so am i it is yeah well expose so the world right yeah it's the new let it go yep it's the most awkward lyrics to get caught in your head when right. you're just singing around the house.
1: Time for dinner.
0: Like, <laughs> like, it's the best. What's her name? Madonna, your boyfriend's here. Abuela? It's not Abuela, your boyfriend's here. No, Abuela sings it, doesn't she? No, but what's that lyric? Consuela, Isa- oh, Isabella, your boyfriend's <laughs> here. But like, when Time just, for dinner. You know like when you have a song in he your head, you get told
1: me that the <laughs> okay. of my dreams would be promised and someday be mine.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> (laughs) Um, You know, when you get a song in your head, you just get a random line. Yes. Yeah. When there's no context with that song, it's like, I want not a sound out of you. Like, like. I can hear him now. Like, what? (laughs) Like, it's just so nonsensical and out of context.
1: Don't you feel like you're part of a club? It's like the the club that everyone in the world is in. Yeah. (laughs) So people don't need context, babe. Yeah. Time for dinner. Yeah. I know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, God.
1: It's great. Yeah. I love Bruno.
0: We don't talk about Bruno.
1: All right. Can we just say one more thing about Bruno? (laughs) I'm still a bit upset that Lin-Manuel Miranda... Put forth a different song For the Grammy nominations What do you mean? So, fun fact Bruno has trumped Frozen's Let It Go in the charts. Okay. The Which, charts? What charts? Like the Billboard charts. Wow. I know this is nuts. The chart. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. But Disney have been known over the last yeah. many decades to have, like, for example... Tale as Old as Time. Tale as Old as Time was on there. Another one that did really well was A Whole New World. Yeah. You know, those stratospheric hits yeah. that come around every so often by Disney. So Let It Go broke records. And nothing else from Disney has in a while. And then we have Bruno, which has absolutely topped to that, which yeah. no one thought they could ever beat. Frozen, and like, if you had ago. to
0: look at all the songs and pick what was going to be the runaway hit, you'd never think that weird, like counter melody, multiple characters, family scene song would be it.
1: But it's so catchy. Lin Manuel Miranda tells this great story where, when he was writing that song, he had his <laughs> in-laws living with him at the time temporarily. And his father-in-law kept singing it, and his kids kept singing it, and going to school and oh. sing, And he had to say, "No, this is like all under is this embargo, like top secret, this man? Is like hectic NDA stuff." But he said, "I'm onto something here." Yeah, yeah. That hook, we don't talk about, bro. No, no, no.
0: I wonder if his father-in-law is the, like, let me get the umbrella. <laughs> like, I wonder if that's where that's
1: come from, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I just felt disappointed when it came to the Grammys that Lin Manuel went rogue. And didn't nominate that song. What do you mean nominate? So you put forward. Yeah, but I'm sure it wasn't
0: Lynn manuels choice. No, it was. What do you mean? It
1: Disney's choice. No, it was his choice. Okay. And what did he put forward? The Caterpillar song. What's the Caterpillar song? Dos Oh. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, it's a beautiful song. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's also get... the one my kids go, go back to the beginning. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And that song isn't topping the charts the mm. way we don't talk about Bruno. Did he win? He did. Oh, there you go. I know. So talk- he- All's well that ends yeah, well. Yeah, look, he made the right call. Okay. Well, Miranda still rules the <laughs> world. He sure does. Should we get to the episode? Yes. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need Two basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This We Don't Talk About Bruno <laughs> <laughs>
0: The I'm... podcast where we fangirl and absolutely cream our
1: pants for Lin-Manuel Miranda I'm sliding off my chair right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host Gemma Pranita aka Gemma Peanut on the gram along with my co-host <laughs> Revzy Hello Revzy How are ya? I'm swell, how are you? Cool. Good, 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 good. Celebrated Mother's Day recently. Yeah, well, some of us did. Oh, darling. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. Next. <laughs> Fun times. Well, I've hit that age where I have a kid in kindy mm-hmm. and they take care of Mother's Day for me. craft. Yeah, it's the best. Went to Raffa's Kindy for a presentation. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> love when they throw those morning events on you. They did this terrifically
1: awful dance yep. and it was so fucking cute. What song? Uptown Funk. Oh, yeah. Wow. So relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was cute. But my favorite part of the day, Revs, and you'll love this, is... Is on the wall, they had all the kids' drawings of their mums. Oh. And I have to say, like, Raffa's is quite distorted and weird. <laughs> um, I look festively plump, which is totally fine. I have a yellow bow in my hair, which I'm impressed by. <laughs> but then they had all these descriptions about their mum. Oh, I love and these. You know how you get little insights yes, into their brain. I love this shit. But Bring it on. L- listen to this. Listen to this. So, this is what Raff said about me. My mummy is good at exercise. Lol. Lol. Well, You are now. I'm a Pilates gal. Pilates girl. Yeah. Is that exercise? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course it, it is. Please. All right, we'll, we'll roll with it. And look, I'm pleased that I now someone who models that for my child so much that she uh, has added the word exercise to her vernacular. And then she wrote, I love it when mummy paints pretty unicorns with me. She's good at painting. So wait. You're a Pilates girl, craft mum now, right? I don't recognise myself. Okay, in continue, this. continue. I will stick with it. My mummy looks really beautiful whenever she wears her sparkly hair bows. Okay, Ralph, you okay? Because I'm frequently rocking those. <laughs> you okay, babe? Yeah. <laughs> My mummy loves to eat vegetables and drink water. Well, that's true. Yeah, fair call. Cool. But here we go, Rebsy. Here we go. My mummy loves to play with Auntie Reps. That's me. Yes, Auntie Reps. Oh my god, the teacher must have been like, "Who's, Who's Rebs? Reps?" <laughs> yeah. We'll just write Reps instead because clearly that makes more sense Auntie than reps. reps. And she wrote they play together a lot. We do. we do. We do, Raffy. Good one. Anyway, and then it goes on blah blah blah, boring. Stop flexing about your child. <laughs> but I thought it was really sweet. Oh, it's so sweet. I love those. I mean, it's funny. Like a part of me was like, oh, a commitment at kindy I've got to show up for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on a potty day. I'm going to be late. And mm-hmm. I was all stressy about it. And then I turned up and I thought, no, these things are sweet. I don't want to miss out on these moments. Oh,
0: I do. I'd miss out on all of them. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, Debbie Downer over there. <laughs> but I'm like
0: three years ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I'm just like, who thinks it's a good idea to put an 8am event on, on a weekday, on a working fucking day? I know everyone's going to be like, oh, shut up, Revs. We know you work. Yeah, Whinge FM on fire. <laughs> just like stop and be with your kids. Uh, that's what the weekends are for. Wow. It just, it adds so much stress to the day yeah. to get to the place you have to be to make the money to feed the damn children who write the nice things on the damn <laughs> craft breathe my friend anyway breathe (laughs) do you know what i don't have time for yeah let's
1: get straight into that what don't you have time for (laughs) I don't have time for how honest my kids are about everything. Oh my God, yes. This is my favorite thing at the moment. Oh, tell me
0: the stories. Well, I mean, let's just start here. My kids frequently ask me about my tiger stripes.
1: And how do you respond to them?
0: Which if you hadn't worked it out is my stretch marks. Yep. I'm like, oh, I got them from making you in my body. (laughs) Does that register to them? Do they get that? Not really. And they're like, what do you mean? And then Teddy was like, what, did we scratch you? And I was like, no, they're not (laughs) scratches. But when you have a baby in your tummy, your body stretches out. And then when it stretches back to how it used to be, in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. there can be these things called stretch marks, and that's what they are. And Teddy's like, so they're not tiger stripes? And I'm like, you're really not getting it. Stay with me. Stay with me. But what I'm trying to do is not be like, oh, you don't like them? Oh, I don't have value. You know, that kind of thing. But anyway, I had a bath with Ted the other night. He lay on my tummy, which was so nice. My little baby again.
1: Then he goes, mommy, you're like a sumo wrestler. (laughs) Aww delightful and I was like I've always wanted to be likened to a sumo wrestler <laughs> and I was just like take
0: a breath take a breath don't yeah. put a judgment on it yeah. don't, blah, blah, blah. and then he like sits up and he goes I didn't mean fat I hadn't said anything oh. and I was like it's all good babe and he goes your boobies are so big and I was like
1: uh, just okay. stop yeah just should sure. we get out yeah. should we get out let's get out I'm ready to get out <laughs> But I don't have time I get it
0: Hearing it's fine Whatever Kids observations are funny They notice things That you don't notice About yourself Whatever But sometimes You're just not in a space Where you can receive it and deal with what you want them to take on in terms of body image in the one moment you know sometimes you don't want to hear that you're a sumo wrestler because you don't want to have to be like and isn't that beautiful
1: but I guess the (laughs) wonderful thing about kids is you know there's no malice tied to it no like Ruff said a few things about my tummy she's asked me before if I have a baby in my tummy and I get it she's like learnt about it from her teacher at daycare who's pregnant whose belly has been growing over the last many months and she's suddenly associated that with what that is yeah she meant no harm yeah you know (laughs) in that comment did it feel like a blow yes it did but you know let it go so teddy said to his teacher
0: Do you know, you can do things about those lines between your eyes. Oh, shame.
1: You just got exposed (laughs) for being a Botox mom.
0: And his teacher told me and she was fine. Like she's in her late 60s. So she's like a lot older than us. She was fine about it. She thought it was endearing, but she did share with me. And I could tell her eyes were just having a little look at my (laughs) forehead. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever said that, but I must have. I must have said something that he picked up. Because where would he get that? You know, you can do things about that. And I'm like, that's not cool, mate. Don't tell a woman what she should do with her face. I'm going to stamp that
1: out. Let's Oh, my God. Well, one of my girlfriends told me the other day that she was in the shower with her daughter and her daughter looked at her vagina and said, Mom, your vagina is disgusting. Yuck. And then just went on to make these, like, gag sounds. And she was so fucking upset. Like well okay. your dad likes it <laughs> just fine <laughs> <laughs> well i asked her what she said and she said well you know i kind of recoiled and got a bit upset and self-conscious about my vagina and i was like i think in those moments you have to swing harder the other way and just go i think my vagina is beautiful yeah just as it is fake it till you make it it's- and also your vagina is not for her <laughs> no it is absolutely not <laughs> so it's fine if she's not attracted
0: to it <laughs> Oh dear Oh no vaginas aren't the same after a few babies It just is what it is I'm just so aware in those moments that like How you react is so much more important Than what they've said Mm. And I'm just like try so hard to take a breath Not let any look dance over my eyes Mm. Or like have any expression Or any kind of disappointment Or any kind of shame Because that's where you pick up your body image stuff right With how your mum or dad reacts to their own body. Yeah. So I'm just like Breath, breathe, breathe, breathe. Mm. Don't say anything. But like Teddy must have picked something up because he goes, "I didn't mean fat." And even then, I was like, "I've always tried in my house to make fat just like a descriptor, not have any judgment attached to it." Yeah. But like, wooey it's a minefield. It really
1: is. You know, on a personal note, as you know, I'm a Pilates gal now. Yes. And it's the first time in my life that I have been attending exercise or committed to exercise for a prolonged amount of time. For any newbies to the potty, I've shared previously that I've always gone hard at something for three months, Mm -hmm. almost to an unhealthy point, Mm -hmm. and then I fall off the wagon for like 18 months. And then I discover a new form of exercise and I go hard. And it's this cycle that's gone through my entire life and I've just never had a great relationship with exercise. Mm -hmm. For the first time in my life, I've committed to Pilates and it has nothing to do with weight loss because I've always gone into exercise with, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to look skinnier. And it feels good to go for the sole purpose of strengthening my core to minimize back pain. Yes. Because you had that scary back incident. Oh, I've had so many back issues since I gave birth. It's like all my ligaments just Mm. weakened and never came back. So I'm aware that I'm vulnerable now in my old age of 36. <laughs> Isn't it awful? But you literally feel the brittleness of your own bones mm. and realize, oh, I'm in a state of decay now for the rest oh of the Oh my God. I know, but it's true. state of decay. Well, when do you think is the growth period? And when do you- I probably... cannot handle that state of- I'm single, bitch. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm in a state of decay. I have to believe the
0: best years are ahead of me. <laughs> I was referencing myself. Okay. You know, I'm also 36. <laughs> I've also had two kids. But fuck's that. Literally.
1: Revs, Revs, you're um, slowing down the state of decay with Botox. There's lots of things you're doing and I'm slowing down my state of decay with Pilates. Look, let me get back on track with this story. So basically, I've been committed to Pilates, feeling good, blah, 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 blah. And the other day I was wearing bike shorts and a t-shirt just around the house and Hubs like weirdly came up to me and he was like, Mama, look at you. Your Pilates is really working. So triggered. Yeah. So fucking tree! I bit back it was almost like I couldn't stop myself I was like don't comment on my body mm. and he was like Okay, I was sorry. I was just complimenting you. You look great, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's like you're equating me going to Pilates as having more value to you, oh. or you're suddenly more attracted to me, and you're commenting on my body, and I don't like it. Just let it be what it is." Can I offer a explanation for you? Yes. So, again, for those new
0: to the potty, and we know there are a lot of newbies here, we have talked about body image before as a overarching theme. What you're experiencing now, because you're new to this, you know, you really started experiencing body image in a big way, postpartum, right? Is that correct? During pregnancy yeah. and postpartum.
1: Yeah. I've always been fairly consistent and on even keel with my weight. Like yes, my weight did fluctuate, but within five kilograms. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as a flex and it's not like I did anything. It was just genetic. Yes. Yeah. But then as soon as I got pregnant it rocked me because yeah. for the first time I was out of control yeah. with my body and all the changes that then came after.
0: Yes. And I'm the opposite. So I have had a fluctuating form since I was 10 years old. I went through a really early puberty. So I have been navigating body image shit since I was, yeah, 10 years old. Yeah. So we come at it from really different angles, but, you know, the themes are the same. Yeah. So what I'm going to say from my, like, longer experience, (laughs) from the wisdom of my experience, is what you're facing now is this thing you arrive at about body, which is there's no end point and it's fragile, Mm. right? So what you were probably reacting to was like, well, what if I lose it? What if I stop going to Pilates? Mm. What does it mean then? Because this is the thing about body image. When you realize there's no destination. Yeah,
1: there isn't. It's just like
0: a constant management of your feelings towards your body.
1: Absolutely. Then it
0: feels fragile because you're like, oh, if I let go. Yeah. You know, and then that's very wrapped up in the shame around letting yourself go, as in not taking care of yourself or not keeping your
1: weight under control, blah, 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 blah. And it's a spiral. Totally. And doing the Pilates is... Something I'm doing for me, yeah. And again, first time I'm like, no, this is for me and for no one else. So yeah, when hubs was sort of objectifying me, yeah. I was like, no, 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 we mm. don't do that anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. We, this is not how we approach fitness and looking good, and therefore making you more sexually attractive. Mm. But yeah, it's a journey. And I know there's no destination and I'm Mm. learning about this marathon Mm. of self-love, physical self-love. And, you know, when we had the body image episode, I think it's episode eight. Seven. Oh, is it seven? For any DLs who want to go back into the back catalogue. I said at that point, I'm not there yet. Mm. Because at that point I was still very postpartum with Iggy. And now that Iggy is nearly two and a half... I'm starting to find much more acceptance about this new shape and let go of what was. Yes. But interestingly, I was with Sim, who works with us on the potty, and she pulled up a flashback photo from like seven or eight years ago Mm. of me. And she was making a comment about something to do with my hair or my eyebrows or something, you know, it's just something superfluous, I suppose. And I instantly said, oh, my God, look how hot and skinny I was Mm. once upon a yesteryear, you know. And she was like, oh, we were all hot and skinny once. Mm. Sort of referencing the joke about, like, we're mums now Mm. and I'm trying really hard to exercise self-love in the present Mm-hmm. and not let this obsession with weight dictate how I spend time at the beach, yeah. for example, because yeah. I think about it. Yeah, I, do. I really do think about it. And because I don't want to be in my 40s and 50s mm. and look back at a photo of me in my 30s and being like, oh, that was wasted on you again. Have you learnt nothing mm. from when you looked back at photos of yourself in your teens or in your 20s mm. to just embrace what you have? Like we're only going to continue to decay. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I have to use that word, but it's true, right? I, yeah. I'm even
0: a year on from that first body yeah. image episode we did.
1: Yeah. Where are you at? Well, this is it.
0: I'm in a much more fluid place with it now because mm. I was very much like committed to recovery. Yeah. I wanted to be past body image, I wanted body neutrality. But I it's wa-
1: not curable. Well,
0: uh, you know what? I'm not going to make any definitive statements because yeah. what I'm learning, yeah. uh, not just about this but everything in life, is everything is fluid, right? And everything changes quickly. 100%. And as you grow and change, and like we've got menopause ahead of us, Ugh. no time soon. We're nowhere near that. Yeah. But like you know, in the next ten to fifteen years, our bodies will essentially change again, yeah. and we'll have to navigate it again. So yeah, I want to like bolster myself mentally, Absolutely. and get good with it now. But I don't think there's a destination. Like I don't think you are past body image I think especially if it's like you know this came to us in our childhood we were kids of the 80s and 90s Mm. it's gonna be with us forever I'm thinner than I've been probably in my adult life at the moment Not because of any Restriction or dieting Although I have not Been healthy Like I'm not Nourishing and looking After myself Yeah it's just,
1: I know this About you yeah. as a bestie To me what I see Is someone whose Body is under a lot Of stress Yes From and, their life upheaval And even though I'm thin
0: Which mm. I used to put Above everything mm. Thinness is also Coming with You know my hair's Thinning out And mm. I'm getting You know all sorts Of other fun Physical things going on That I've never had before So it's not like, It doesn't
1: bring joy the the joy that you think it would bring. Ten out of
0: ten don't recommend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and divorce bod is a real thing, and yeah. I want to get into this in a later episode because it's like the opposite of happy fat. <laughs> do you know that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you get yeah, into yeah. a new relationship and you're like really happy, really. really happy, and you're dating a lot and you're on the couch a lot and you're like eating, or, indulging, indulging, and like and you get happy fat. Yeah. It's like the opposite of that. It's like divorce anxiety body is a yeah. real thing. And like a lot of my friends who've gone Bit- through it have also experienced it.
1: Not to derail what you're saying, but I had a similar thing post-breakup. Breakup Break up bod. Yeah. Like with my ex. I mean, you remember, I was mm-hmm. like the wafiest I've ever been and I've never been more miserable. Yeah.
0: And it's not revenge bod. That's no, a different it's thing. Totally it's Totally different. Not, you don't have control over it. Well, well, I certainly, I'll speak to myself. I don't have control over it no. at the moment. No, you don't. It's almost like the same issues. still there I just have a different form but the issues are the same do you know what I mean you want a sense of control you don't feel like you have it it feels like you don't have a handle on it you think these things that were going to make you happy don't actually really make you happy it's Mm. a very very tricky zone yeah but what I'm learning is it's fluid it moves and there is no past it No, there's no point where I'm going to wake up one day and be like, do you know what? I have body neutrality. I'm cured.
1: I think we all like to think that we're working towards body neutrality, but I genuinely don't think it exists. And what I love on social media is there's this movement of self-acceptance, but even the people who are pushing this message, who I love... They're working at that.
0: Oh, they're working at that for all of us, right? Which I really, really appreciate. I think the next generations coming through are real. I think they're good like, I think they're doing really, really well. I hope so. I think they are. My stepsister who's 22, she's got great body image, like really strong, awesome body image. And I think for us eighties, nineties kids, we're probably going to live with it Mm. like for us of our lives. But I think we're getting better because I think we're getting really good at faking it till we make it. Like we're surrounded with the content and the conversation and the language and we're trying to teach our kids and, you know, help them through it. So that is bolstering. So I do find I don't Gets so consumed as I used to. Same. It doesn't like hang over me and surround me like a cloud.
1: Like well, it's it not used an to. obsession.
0: Yeah. It's always there still. And I still don't have any trust. But in do my you body. have the
1: obsession to the point where it pops up or rears its little head with every meal. No. Because there was a time yes. where I existed in that space. Yeah. When I was 18 and working in Thailand as a model, <laughs> module. I know, believe it or not. Just same model, it's I, fine. I don't know why. I can't. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. But I only did it for a year. I was considered... Sure, sure. Continue okay, your whatever. continue story. But I was absolutely starving myself during that time in my life. And when I look back at photos from that time, I don't go, damn, look how... Thin I was I actually go wow that was a really unhappy girl mm, mm, in that body mm. so I guess I'm trying to clock now mm. when I have moments of contentment yeah because this is my new thing I don't want to be a grass is always greener person mm. I really am working hard at being present because I think as we get older and I don't know if this happens to everyone but you have that awareness of we have one life yeah yeah you know, and the more I lean into that thought pattern, the more I'm present and yep. mindful about today and not thinking too far about tomorrow or not dwelling on the past, just trying. And also not waiting to start. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Because <On things. laughs> we have one life and tomorrow is not guaranteed, blah, blah, blah. Like do it now. Yeah, Do everything absolutely. you want. Go get what you want now. Yeah, and it's really changed my mindset for the better. <laughs> getting so existential. I know we are getting very existential. This wasn't the plan. So anyway, back to shit kids say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you got any more bangers oh, from your God. kids?
0: Do I? And do you write them down? No. And why couldn't you be ahead of me and make like a cool little dreamer journal about shit kids day? <laughs> So I, I have st- nowhere to like. I used to have a note in my phone. I can't find it anymore. Oh no! I know, I know.
1: digital copy. I just have to good. remember like memories. You like- won't remember. Should no I one will. remembers those detailed conversations that your kids have. You think you'll remember them forever. You think that even if you relay it as a story to someone, that it'll seep into your muscle memory, but it doesn't. <laughs> Is that what I think? I, that's why I take a lot of videos of my kids. Yeah, I think that helps. Definitely. But I've been writing them down. Rafa is just, she's four. Yeah. So she is full of bangers at the moment. It's my favorite thing. She can't get past tense right? Oh. And it's the cutest thing and I don't want to correct no, it. No, no. Because it's, I know it's just a window of time. Yeah. But she says things like, Mummy, I sorted it. I saw, you know, instead of <laughs> I saw it happen or whatever. I just the da-da-da, the yeah. E-D. She just thinks everything needs an E-D. Teddy still can't get pronouns. Like he would say, her went and ate all that. <laughs>
0: I'm cute. like, she went and ate all that.
1: She. Yeah. Rafa's cutest thing at the moment is, Mummy, I want to paint by my own. Oh, by my own's the best. Yeah. so cute by my
0: own is the best i love it i think it should just be by my own (laughs) you
1: know what rafa i want to be by my own (laughs) okay one more little banger the other day she peeled a banana and just haphazardly chucked the skin on the floor oh yeah as you do and straight up i was like mate rafa go put that in the bin please and she replied "Mummy, you can do it I believe in you and she said it with me with like almost like gripped her fists like I believe in you and I was like okay so you've got that from me and the amount of times I'm like you can do it babe I believe in you but no you're not getting out of fucking putting shit in the bin duties okay that's just a part of life I
0: don't know mum, I believe in you
1: I often ask my kids oh who do you think's gonna pick that
0: up and they just look me dead in the eyes and go you are (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I'm like you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah.
1: You are, bitch. You've got my number. Do you know what I don't have time for? What Don't you have time for my husband getting a new job? question mark
0: (laughs) loop the DLS in because I know the story but fill them in on what's gone down
1: so Hubs has been working at his current job for seven years Mm -hmm. and in the last year he's been getting itchy feet feeling like he needs a challenge perhaps you could say he was coasting in his job and by coasting I mean that you know you just know the drill yeah you know how the business works all been there we've all been there and it was such a hard conversation because because he was so comfortable in his last job, that allowed for some flexibility where, Mm. you know, I'm not saying he takes liberties in his job, but he was able to come back home at reasonable hours or leave at reasonable hours and was able to help me with all the kid duties, especially when he worked from home. It was literally, he was at the office door and into the kitchen at 5pm to help me with kid bedtime. When he was like, oh, I'm craving a challenge. I was like, now do you got like do you got yeah like all for your ambition but can you just give it two more years i've got young kids <sighs> like do you have to and of course he supported me last year when i made big decisions to work my tush off to kind of grow my business and really stepped up for me so I didn't feel like I had a leg to stand you didn't on. you I, really couldn't see anything different I know <laughs> so I was in full support and he went for this job full support <laughs> Just say it like you mean it <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I was in full support make <laughs> it till you make it right yeah <laughs> and he went through this grueling interview process like it was four months long no exaggeration four months long 20 interviews Jesus Christ Two 30 minute Presentations Oh my god It was all consuming Over the weekends Because he would have to Prep for an interview On a Monday And also I've never worked For a company before So I don't know That game That everyone plays Where you're Interviewing in secret Mm, It's exhausting Yeah I've Mm. never done it So yeah I can imagine It would be And there was a point Where he thought He wasn't going to Get the job And it was going to Go to someone else And I was a little Bit relieved (laughs) If I'm honest (laughs) I thought, oh, that's okay. But I was being like, you know what, babe? I'm proud of you no matter what. What's meant for you won't go past you. (laughs) (laughs) And what did he go and do? He got the job. He went and got the job. Yay. So look, yay, hubs. Well done. Pat on the back. But the impact
0: and the implications on me. Okay, sing it, sister. They're immense. Okay.
1: New job. He's going to have to try. Yeah, he has to apply himself again. He has to impress. And look, this is one of those companies where, from my understanding, It's like high risk, high reward, Mm -hmm. right? Where if you don't deliver in six months, they'll axe you. (laughs) But if you do deliver, then you'll be rewarded for it kind of thing. So Hubs has to work his fucking tush off to prove himself. And that means long hours. That means late dinners. That means travel to America, oh. Hong Kong, Singapore. Like, he's just thrown these out at me like, oh, this year I'll probably be doing a couple of trips to the US, to the- Hong Kong. Jim's I
0: eye like, is twitching DLs. I
1: was like, come again? <laughs> what? For how long? From whence to where? <laughs> like, I just- like I had a brain fart over this. So as you do when there's a big change in your marriage or your household, mm-hmm. let's say we sat down and had a bit of a powwow. And
0: you say as you do, but you mean as you guys do. So Jem famously runs her family like a company. And when I'm a- the CEO, she's the CEO. Her husband is what? <laughs> the janitor? <laughs> no, he's the 2IC. Sorry, the 2IC. What's that in the bo- on the board? <laughs> No. He's the MD. Yeah, we'll go with MD, and okay. um, that's being generous. But yes, but Jem will always call a crisis meeting when there's a change. Close ranks, get a plan in place. What'd you come up with?
1: I'm quite proud of myself because I'm preempting the shitstorm. Yes. Normally, mm-hmm. I arrive in the shitstorm. Yep. Let it linger. Yep. Like a bad smell before I do <laughs> fall apart. Before I do anything about it. This time, I'm going. No, 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 no. I'm not going to cope. I confess. I have become very used to hubs being around in the evenings. Mm -hmm. I know not every mum, working mum, not working mum is afforded that privilege, right? Privilege. Why is it a privilege? But anyway, we'll get into that another time. So the rude shock for me is that he said, I probably won't be home in time for bedtime anymore. Like literally broke out in hives as soon as he said that. I was like, what? Because everyone knows what it's like. You work a long day. You're cooked. I'm cooked by 3 p.m. I'm good to no one after 3 o'clock, let alone my kids coming home from a long day at daycare. It's just a shit show. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're still
0: still at spoon feeding stage. You've still got nappies to contend with. You're still doing like double baths where they have to be supervised. Supervised. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: can't leave my 2 Yeah, it's a
0: real palaver.
1: You won't be there forever. But this is Trench City. Thank you for giving me hope. Mm. So it does get easier. Yeah, I don't
0: have to supervise the bath anymore. Oh, I Actually, do. my kids go and turn the shower on and give themselves a shower now.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. How so good. You'll get there. You'll and get there. And do they feed themselves dinner? Yeah, yeah. I just put it in front of them. Oh. Because Rafa's four and she is more than capable of feeding herself. But she goes, I want mummy to feed me.
0: Oh, you just say fucking no.
1: I do. But say, then she- Rafa,
0: I believe in you.
1: <laughs> I believe in you, baby. Anyway, crisis meeting had and we've agreed to trial a nanny. Yep, great. Now, this is something I've resisted for a long time, this idea of a nanny. And I think it comes with a lot of the failure ideas that I've attached mm-hmm. to like I'm raising my kids yeah, I yeah. should be able to do it all mm-hmm. I should be able to be a working mum and put my kids to bed you know it's like this weird like pride thing where I'm like no I'm gonna be present for my children goddammit. it so do you feel failure about the laundry because you're happy to outsource that it's exactly the same but I haven't outsourced it I still do it <laughs> <laughs> revs I'm all talk. (laughs) Haven't we learned this about me? I'm all talk. Like I'm like, I'm going to outsource laundry. Fast forward six months. Have I done that? No. I don't know why, but I'm like scared to outsource like parenting duties. So I'm considering it's a big
0: deal. If you're bringing in a nanny, it's essentially like a second mum. Yeah. And you want your kids to love them. You want it to be a positive experience for everyone. There's a lot to do. And yeah, we carry a lot of like, well, I should do that. They're my kids. Exactly. But you work full time too. No, I know. Please keep saying that to yourself like a mantra. Like you also work full time. You also have events to attend. You also have long hours to pull. I see you all the time still working at eight or nine o'clock at night. You also work as hard as hubs.
1: I know. Yeah. But somehow it still falls on me. Yes. Because you're at home. Yes. Yeah. And you know that mm-hmm. do do mm-hmm. You've done it yourself. Yeah. So we're going to trial a nanny for three hours. Yeah. Three afternoons a week to okay. help me with the bed, bath, dinner so sing me the note that
0: you're writing to mary poppins how does it go what do you want
1: that they come at four o'clock. Is there a song? I don't know. Is there a Mary Poppins song? Yeah, you know the Banks children? Yeah, yeah, They're like, must be sweet, must be kind <laughs> or something like that. What's on your list? Okay, in my ideal, they would come at four o'clock <laughs> do the children's laundry. <laughs> laundry? Yes. Yes.
0: Whack that in there. Well,
1: I've learned that you can state that you'd like some household duties. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all kid related stuff. I don't need someone washing my smalls. Yeah. I want them to wash my kids shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be a nanny. I
0: remember. And I've done all the versions and I once did take a job that was young, young kids plus household duties, which included cooking dinner for the entire family and laundry for the entire family. What? And I got really resentful that I was like folding the dad's fucking jocks and spoon feeding their one-year-old. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not focusing on the one-year-old because I got to get this fucking laundry done. And that's not the point. Yeah, exactly.
1: But my idea is say if they come at four Mm o'clock, then they have an hour Mm -hmm. to get a load of kids' laundry on, maybe strip their cotton. In bed. Yeah prep the dinner prep the dinner, nice. then go pick them up at five, nice. come back. I will have finished work too. And together we get them fed, get them bathed, and then I'll do the book yep. and put them to bed. That's oh my just God. brilliant. That's what I want. Brilliant. You want
0: a wife. I do. Don't we all? You want a
1: 1950s wife. Hangee I do. Oh my God, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Just yes. three days a week. In my head, I don't want to commit to five for whatever reason. That's I fine. just think three. Start small. Three is good. Can Can't wait till she moves
0: into the spare room. What's (laughs) her name? Can't
1: wait to be besties. she can't be in the spare room. That's Hubbs' room. (laughs) Remember? We sleep in separate beds. DLs, if you missed that episode, it's somewhere from many weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just... I'm feeling anxious about the change. Because like everything in motherhood, the thinking
0: about it is far worse than the doing of it. it. You're going to be anxious and weird about it until you find Mary Poppins and until you've done a week or two of it and then you will never look back.
1: You'll be like, oh... So glad I have Mary in my life. Oh, I know I'm going to do that thing where it's like, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer through things for so long? And
0: everyone... Well, not everyone. (laughs) That was such a fucking privileged white girl thing to say. I have really fond... Fond memories of my nanny, Judy.
1: Aww. Judy was like
0: our person, you know, yeah. she was like our second mom and she definitely doesn't replace my mom. No, it's not like my mom didn't raise me. My mom fucking raised me, but I love Judy. It's yeah. like a grandmotherly relationship, you know, like I still think of her fondly and wonder where she is and how she is and how her kids are doing and all that That's kind of lovely. thing, you know, and sometimes she pops up on Facebook. She's like, hi, Kate, you may not remember me. And I'm like, I may not remember you. You're my Mary Poppins. Oh, cute. So, so I think so it's lovely. nice. Yeah. For the kids to have another adult relationship that's nurturing and you know they'll get okay. like different things from her than they will from you. Assuming you want a woman.
1: How you Pay want a woman.
0: Yeah. You don't want a a manny? Mm.
1: Nope, don't want oh, a manny.
0: Get yourself a hot manny. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn your hums. Yeah. Oh my God. How good. How good. <laughs> you go be ambitious. <laughs> Meet Steve. The new Manny.
1: <laughs> Steve. I don't know. Friends. could I have gone with a, like, Christian. You oh, know? Christian. Yeah. Like, from 50 Shades? <laughs> yeah. Meet Christian. Oh, Xavier. Uh,
0: he also Meet cleans Xavier. the
1: pool. <laughs> oh, who's objectifying now? Another part of this crisis meeting was I brought up the mother's mental load. Again. Mm. You know, I'm going to keep banging on this drum over and over until my husband gets it but I had a moment and I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this but people have assured me it's fine. Mm-hmm. My kids have never been to the dentist. Oh, yeah, that's fine. They're, they're still little.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't think mine had been by 400. I mean,
1: oh, I maybe, I think, isn't four the age?
0: I don't know. I've heard so many different theories on this.
1: Look, a few people have said to me, it doesn't matter they're going to lose that lot of teeth anyway. I hope so. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay, in that case. But then I've heard other people go,
0: no, you can rot the root in the gums. And you're yeah, like, that exactly. sounds dramatic.
1: My point is, I had a moment where I realized my kids have never been to the dentist And I thought, shit, we better like find a family dentist, Mm -hmm. you know, someone local. I've got a dentist from eons ago who lives miles away. This is really irrelevant to the story. (laughs) And I thought for a moment, you know what? I take care of all of my kids' medical needs. Mm -hmm. I'm talking all the vaccinations, anytime they're sick, scripts, medicines, all that stuff. The other thing I take care of is all fucking enrollments, Mm -hmm. daycare enrollments, kindy enrollment, fees all of the stuff, just on top of it all. And I thought, no, I'm delegating this to hubs. Yeah, that can go on his so list. I caught him at an awkward moment. He was putting his RM Williams on oh, to yeah. go to work, okay. sitting on the couch, ready to go out odd the door. Odd detail, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm full of odd details today. And he was about to walk out the door and I went, hey, babe. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, just quickly, um, our kids have never been to the dentist and I was thinking I might handball that entire job to you. He literally stared at me like why are we having this chat right now? And I was like, I take care of everything else. So dental appointments, rebook appointments, follow-ups, that's all going to be your thing. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, good not you? Why not?
0: And is he just like, oh, I know how this goes now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. He's accepted it. He's going to do it. Let's just go with that first. Look, he nodded. Uh, okay. <laughs> Even you having to have the thought, you know, like our kids have never been to the dentist. I know. And and then go, oh, maybe
1: I'll delegate. Should I delegate? That's more mental load. I understand that, but I struggle because I'm all about progress. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you... Go 20 paces ahead. I know. Where you're like, I can't believe we, the women, have to then even have the thought to delegate. (laughs) And I get it. Trust me, it's annoying. But I feel like the fact that we're even having these conversations where we are delegating things to our husbands and our partners, and our partners are more aware of this idea of more 50 50 parenting and lightening the mental load for mothers. Like the term mother mental load. Didn't exist, I don't think, even 12 years ago. No, no. It was like
0: four years ago okay, that, that years New York ago. Times thing came out. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I'm okay with baby steps of progress. Yeah. So I'm not going to rail on the fact that I even have to have the thought at this point in time. Yeah. I'm Talk okay with that. Talk to me, me
0: when you've got an eight-year-old. See where your rage is sitting.
1: Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. But I guess another thing that I'm interested in is we've got a girlfriend who does all bedtimes. Mm-hmm. Every night. Every single night. And I had this conversation with her where I was like, wait, so you, it's just on you. And this will be very familiar to a lot of DLs. Yes. A lot
0: of people do bedtime alone.
1: Yes. Multiple children. Two, three...
0: It's very normal
1: Yes Yeah. And she's frayed at the edges There's nothing left to give She's done And she almost has major anxiety About having a second kid Mm. Because she starts to think Well I already struggle with one How will I possibly cope with two Mm. Which is completely understandable Because I think I would feel the same way And it suddenly dawned on me that if you separate from your partner, let's just say it's 50-50 split Mm -hmm. and you do week on week off just for the sake of this argument, that partner then has to manage all of those things on their own. Mm -hmm. So going back to this conversation, how I find it fascinating how the parenting split and the conversations around it have to be had when you divorce, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Because you literally have to manage it's an amazing hack actually it's yeah. an
0: amazing parenting moment it's one of the I'm not going to say upsides but it's one of the interesting parts yes. of splitting is that you actually go okay so we're doing 50 50 this really has to be 50 50 mm. yeah
1: but like your ex Frevs, like with his time with the kids yep. like he has to organize the whole time the whole day so exactly so I guess I want to bring to light like Actually having those conversations with your partner where you almost hypothesize about, well, let's just say for a minute we were divorced and it was 50. Like it seems sort of bleak, I suppose, to have these conversations. But I think what it does is it brings to light for the partner. Oh, yeah. How would I cope? Mm.
0: Even if that just means a little more appreciation for what the person doing the domestic load Mm. is doing.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's really important. So in the context of our girlfriend, who I was talking about before, I said to her, have you brought it up with your partner, this idea of like, what if we were divorced? And she said, no, I did. I did bring it up with him. Like, if, what if it was your week on with our kid? Like, what would you do with bedtime without me? Because his situation is, oh, I can't leave work before, right? Correct. Yeah. But Correct. if he had to? Well, his response to her was, I'd just work it out. Right. And I just work it out, I think, from what I took from it, is, well, I'd probably get support mm. because I can't get back. No, or being a man, you could go to work and be like, oh, I found myself
0: single and I need to care for my kid. And you'd probably get a raise and a pat on the back and a, like, trophy. <sighs>
1: But why does it have to get to that point, is my point. You know what I mean? Well, this is why I'm ragey, Gem. I know you like your little baby step progress, but this is why I want to march in the streets. No, I get it. I get it. I'm right there with you, babe. I really am. But it just infuriates me. You know, I had this conversation with Hubs once where he had to stay out for after work drinks, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said... And they, those things are real. Like, they are real and they
0: are yeah. part of the job. No, I had, to, I had to call on some help yesterday because I had to attend drinks at, at work because we had launch day at work and I had to stay back later than I would have been able to get home to pick up my kids. And yeah, it was fun and I wasn't working, but it was necessary. Like, all the big bosses were there and I needed to show my face. I needed to be there for my team and I had to have two glasses of champagne and cut a cake. And yeah, it was fun, but it was necessary.
1: But I guess that... Uh, As an outsider looking in on your situation, I know you're not taking liberties. No. You know what I mean? No. Whereas sometimes I think it's convenient for hubs to miss dinner time. Okay. And I say to him often, I don't think you're making the big deals. (laughs) After a long lunch of drinking and it's now six o'clock in the evening. And I also say to him, I don't think your clients would respect you any less. In fact, they might respect you more if you said, I've got to go and get back to my wife and help with dinner time. Yeah. But there's no incentive for him to do that.
0: <laughs> no, because you, you'll handle it.
1: Yes. And this is where sometimes resentment can bleed in. <laughs> I can just see... <laughs>
0: Your husband just nodding and be like, "Yeah, babe, sure. They'd respect me more. Cool. Um, I'm gonna be home at seven thirty tomorrow." (laughs) No, I
1: know. I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm a small business and I work from home, I don't have those things that I have to show up for. Maybe you need to start making them.
0: Maybe you need to book in some client dinners.
1: Yeah, but it goes back to again just being a mum. Our instincts are to help our children, to be there for them. Yes absolutely do not miss a bedtime yeah even if I wanted to yeah it goes back to those hobbies you know husbands are very good at picking up husband hobbies when you have children (laughs) and somehow women are not yes we don't give ourselves permission to do those things I don't know where I'm going with this I'm just frustrated yeah
0: I know I know I used to pick at you for the tit-for-tat thing because that's every relationship expert will say oh you can't tit-for-tat it can't be chalking up points or whatever sometimes I, I think you need to well I respect that you're like oh you get that down then I get a day. I'll take a day in lieu. I actually do respect that approach.
1: Yeah, but data doesn't lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> hours in a day don't lie. CEO mum says data
0: doesn't lie.
1: No, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I literally chalk up, okay, you spent seven hours doing a surfing longboard competition. How can I recoup my seven hours? It's a
0: very interesting exercise. And I would challenge the DLs to sit down and actually try and map out the hours that you do in comparison to your partner. Mm. And work out work. Like, you know, if you do paid work outside the home, work that out too. Factor it all in. Like
1: lay it out on paper and see how it makes you feel. Yeah. It does um just show some things up. And miss nothing. Yeah. You know, I was talking to the good mum about this because she was like, Oh, I need to sit down with my husband and actually have it written out yeah. in front of him. Because I think it's one thing to have like a really top line chat with your partner and go, Hey, I need more support with the domestic chores. Can you just take on that? And they go, oh, begrudgingly, all right, you know, whatever. I actually I think you need a meeting, <laughs> and you need to have everything written down. You need minutes, not just the <laughs> domestic duties. Shut up, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> But all the mental load stuff, things like getting the car serviced, all of those things can be added in. Who takes out the rubbish? There's a lot. The man. the man? We've discussed this before.
0: That's the part where the feminism leads my body when the bins need taking out. And now I'm stuck because I'm single and I have
1: to take my own bloody bins out. What have I done? But the visual representation helps, not just for you, but also for them. Yeah, totally. Things like, do you know what I added to my list? Who buys gifts for the kids' parties? Yeah. Who RSVPs to the kids' parties? Who makes sure your children are at those parties? Yeah. Like, that is shit that my husband doesn't have to think about until recently which i shared on the podcast where i made him go and buy the gift for a kid's party and by the way i spoke to the mum, and she was like he nailed it so i know he's capable (laughs) i was a bit worried because i was like oh it's a reflection of us like god what has he bought her kid and she was like no it was a really lovely swimming costume and i was like go hubs good on him yeah look can I tell you about
0: Teddy's birthday party? Yeah, hit me This up. is our first birthday party separated. Yep. And it was like, wow, I, it was a real hack because we did an after-school party. It was very no frills, but we literally divided the things to do in half. Mm. Like... I've never done that before. Yeah. Normally I'd be like, "Hey, you mind the kids? I'll run around like a headless chicken for 3 days getting the party ready."
1: Yeah. Which and, is what I did.
0: Yeah. Which is what every mum does, right? And the dad's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I'll I'm smile. just a passenger." I'll just,
0: I'll, what when is it? What time? Yeah. Can I have a shower? <laughs> you know. And it's like so I did the cake, invitations and the
1: lolly bags. He did the decorations and the snacks. Yep. Look, some things you have to relinquish control on and go, it's not going to be up to my standard, but that's OK. It was great.
0: Yeah. It was great. He turned up with all the food. I had turned up with the cake. We put the table together. We picked up the kids from school. It was a really no fuss, no frills, equally shared party.
1: And it was amazing. You're so right. This is a divorce parents hack. Yeah. Because when you're divorced, it's funny how your standards change. Like you're suddenly like, no, I'm not doing more. Yeah. No. <laughs> and yet somehow when you're married, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's oh, I'll, do I'll do it. it. I'll do, do it. it. Yeah. And yeah. that's when the resentment builds and that's how you get divorced. <laughs> so, you know, get a jump on that at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Have those <laughs> communication lines wide open from the start. It's got to happen. Yeah. You can't just find yourself in a crisis situation when it's too late. You have to preempt it. And I have to say... Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to pat myself on the back. Like I'm proud of myself yeah, for preempting, pre-empting yeah. what this new job brings to our household and being fully aware that the impact on me is an immense yeah. and I'm trying to problem solve it yeah. from the get-go. Good on you. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Revsy. Hey, DLs, there's a lot of
0: this chat going on on our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, we're doing a lot of talk in our stories of this exact topic at the moment and we're sort of crowdsourcing your situation and your feelings on it because it's something that's really taking up a lot of me and. general mental space at the moment and
1: Rebs and I talk about it a lot
0: off the potty as well so we want to know how you feel because I think this is the cool thing about our communities we can really help each other yeah so you know come follow us and join
1: the combo. do you know what I think is helpful is um, what do you think is helpful (laughs) Because I listen to other podcasts as well, but sometimes I hope that it helps with the DLs to just give them language mm. so that they can go to their respective partners and come in strong with strong terminology and a strong approach with clarity because you don't want to flounder in these things. And nailing your partner in the right headspace, I've learned, is also Also important. not when he's chucking his RMs on and halfway out the door. Look, I don't know if any of that landed. <laughs> When do you talk to it? You, when you're
0: in this young kid era, when is the perfect moment to talk about these things?
1: As shit as this sounds, sometimes date night. Uh, I know, it's no. a fucking buzzkill. Bisex life. Yeah, but I don't know, it's worked for me. <laughs> Cause he's pliable then, you know, he's like <laughs> he's stoked on life. We're having a break from the kids. How about
0: mid blowjob? Just get it going, Blow get everything, jobs. get What's everything that? happening. And they be like, Hey, listen, while I'm here, I just need to tell you, um, I need more help with the domestic duties. <laughs> He'd be like, yep, yep. Sure. Whatever you say.
1: <laughs> oh, um, all right, babe. Hit me with your nuts bun. Okay, I'll hit you with my
0: spawn. Do do do. That was so musical theatre. I, I
1: loved it. <laughs> love a call and response. Land home. Oh, new brand I've discovered. Okay, pretty obsessed with. All right, I love a business that disrupts. Great. Okay, <laughs> customized furniture. As we know, very expensive. Yes. Aggressively expensive. Mm-hmm. There's a business called Land Home that is trying to make customizable furniture more affordable Mm -hmm. their stuff is beautiful it's a really really simple three-step process it's literally pick your furniture piece choose the fabric you can even get a swatch of the fabric sent out to you if you need to look and feel and then commit great yeah and you can even do really customized designs like let's just say you have a window seat Mm -hmm. in your home and you want to put a nice pillow top Cushion thing on top of it. I don't know what the terminology is. Definitely not
0: pillow top, but I love it.
1: What's it called? Like a A bench seat. A bench seat cushioning cushion pad padding. Padding? Seat bench pads. (laughs) It's not cushion top. Okay, (laughs) all right, I accept it. But you can give them the dimensions, and they'll cut the foam, and then yeah. And for example, if. There are cushions you want for your couch, and you want a theme, autumnal tones. <laughs> you can pick a bunch for of, for example, <laughs> really <laughs> random. But have you seen those really beautiful bedheads that have the wave oh, top? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they do those. Oh cool. But you can pick the fabric and, and their, the piping. Yes, yes. And their library and catalog of fabric swatches is huge. Cool. In the same way that I love Temple and Webster for their enormity of choice. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> It's not sponsored, though. I work
0: for Temple and Webster, full disclosure. Yeah, and
1: (laughs) Revs did not prompt me to say that. But I am a genuine customer of Temple and Webster because I like the amount of choice. Like, I am happy to sift through the crap Mm. to find the gold. Mm -hmm. It takes me back to my 20s when I was a lover of salvos Mm -hmm. and I just flick through all the crap to find fucking gold. So they
0: have a good range of fabrics and colors. Enormous
1: range. You know, if you want pinstripe, Mm. they would have... (laughs) Endless amounts of pinstripe options. Fat pinstripe, thin pinstripe, wide. skinny. skinny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I do. If plaid and checkerboard is your jam, yep. you can get all those fabric. I don't know. I'm just really into it. And so I'm looking at some bedheads. Yeah, I might do a bedhead. Yeah, that sounds fun. i a bedhead at the moment. I've got a, how do we
0: say it? Rattan? Rattan. Rattan. It's rattan. It's rattan. I've got a rattan bedhead and it's been fun. But maybe it's time for a, a bougie fabric one going into yeah.
1: winter. Yeah. Mums. I don't know. So Land and home. home. And it's run by a mum. Yay. Yeah. So I'm all about supporting mum run small businesses as we Who know. Who run the world? Mums. Mums.
0: <laughs> Didn't hit that note, did try I? Again. We again. Who and- run the world? Mums. Mums. <laughs> bit more confident. Okay. Who run the world? Mums. Mums. Did it. Did it. I? Did I? Nailed it? I nailed it. A little bit flat. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> it looked a bit pitchy, but we'll go with okay. it. okay.
1: Um, hear me with your nuts band. I
0: will hit you with my nut spawn. Doo do, doo doo Alright, so mine's a nail polish. Ooh a nail polish. Well, as you know I'm a shellac gal. Yes. Get my nails did, it's my thang. Yep. But we went to the Priceline beauty prescription event yep. and I got given an Essie
1: nail polish. Yeah, beautiful. It's great.
0: Mm. I whacked it on because my nails were looking shitty and I didn't have time to go to the salon.
1: <laughs> and it's so good. deals. Like, I'm looking at Revs's nails and they <laughs> legit look like a profess job. And that's only two coats. So good. And the
0: color's so pretty. It's called Ruffle Your Petals. It's Cute. like a moat. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's two coats. Did it quickly. It was no drama and it hasn't
1: really chipped like a bit but like
0: really happy with it i'm impressed and i know people like
1: essie so Mm. anyway i'm joining the bandwagon love it big fan essie nail polish so dl's fun fact when revs and i went to the priceline event we learned a lot about what products sank and what swam (laughs) during covid and what exploded was nail care yeah. because people couldn't go to their nail salons and get their nails did so home jobs yeah. were the biggest thing like it went up by i don't know what percentage but and like like an, like, hundreds like of an, an yeah. aggressively yeah. enormous amount and curiously the thing that Tanked most in sales was toothbrushes and, and
0: deodorant and condoms. Yeah, well that's why I all these COVID, COVID kids, babies, COVID babies. Yeah, yeah come I, fa-
1: I found that really fascinating. I mean, unsurprisingly, makeup took a massive nosedive during yeah. COVID because no one was heading out and attending
0: events <laughs> and tanning. Tanning and, went down uh, as a category, which
1: also makes perfect sense. But skincare through the, the roof. fucking
0: roof. But nails. But you know, the nail salon is the first place I ran to when COVID ended. Same as nails and hair. Nails Nails and
1: hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hair care. That was another yeah, big one. Yeah,
0: but no one should have done that.
1: We all know collectively that was all a big mistake. Revs, I'm still recovering from the trauma of you box dyeing my hair. And so am I from my own. Like, I went to the hairdresser
0: recently. They're like, what's this ring around the middle of your hair? I was like, yeah, that's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about lockdown. No, no, no. Not when it comes to hair.
1: Hell no. Well, that was a... Juicy episode I feel like we talked about Things we didn't intend On talking about What happens Like I want to talk about Something from last week Guys we're sorry about the sound Okay we fucked up We
0: made this dumb reel And while we were making the reel We messed with the settings Accidentally We didn't check it We fucked it up Our producer did everything She could to salvage that ep So you even had an ep So be
1: grateful but you know I appreciate the feedback on sound because I know that often people mention that we're a little bit softer yeah. than the other podcasts we're working on it we're working on it please
0: remember we're just work from home
1: mums who fit this potty into our full week we're yeah. doing our best yeah we're not professional, but, but we're, we're working on it we're yeah. working on it we're showing up we're showing up we're giving it a go Revs. where's our trophy <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we love you DLs we love you have a wonderful week we'll see and, you in the uh, Facebook group and on the
0: Instagram and in the newsletter
1: yeah and we We'll be back in your ears with Bestie Hotline Bring Bring on Friday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.